The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. Your host is Jackie McLennigan. In this program, we'll show you how to make your marketing plan work by helping you stand out and become a bigger player in your industry. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jackie McLennigan. Hello and welcome. So today is going to be a great show because we're going to be talking about something that drives fear into the hearts of most business owners, which is sales and how to do a better job of it. So I'm very excited about who we have here today. We have Wes Schaefer. If you haven't heard of him, you probably have. He is the sales whisperer. And Wes is a ruthlessly pragmatic entrepreneur. He's an author, speaker, coach. He's the owner of The Sales Whisperer, which is an inbound marketing and sales training consulting firm. And he believes that marketing is just selling in print, which I really like. So welcome, Wes. I'm very excited that you're here. Let's eliminate the the fear, shall we? (laughs) Yeah, let's do the questions. So you're from the South. You're from Texas, but you're in California. And you travel all over the place training people. And you were in the military. So tell us, before we jump on in and get some ninja secrets, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Wes? No, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Yeah, no, tell us, like, you written books, you do speeches, you train companies, yeah. you're on stage, so I'm going to steal all, all your fun <laughs> How'd you get started doing well, that? Well, you know, I try to be a product of the product, right? And my product is me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but I learned that years ago, you know, when I, right when I got out of the Air Force and got into sales, you know, if you don't believe in what you're selling, if you're not using what you're selling, uh, it sure is a lot tougher yeah, convince that other person to put confidence in that other person that what you offer is of value, that it's worth what you're charging. Yeah, right? I, I love and that. So, you know, Zig Ziglar always said, you know, selling is just the transference of a feeling and that feeling is confidence. Mm-hmm. And so over the years, you know, like from Infusionsoft to HubSpot, uh, I use the products when I tell people they should write books to uh, build their credibility you know, I wrote two books when I tell people they should have a membership site uh, with premium content so they can um, charge money for stuff that they're usually giving away for free, right? Yeah. So I went and I created a couple of those. When I say build your business through webinars, through mm-hmm. automation, I, I do that as well. So that way when people say, well, does it work? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'll show you how, how I do it. You know, and it's usually pretty funny when people say, well, this worked in my business or whatever. I'm like, oh, we're talking right now, right? You found me online. You opted in. My drip sequences warmed you up, right? Mm -hmm. You then clicked on my calendar link. That link uh, lets you see my calendar and pick a time for us to talk. And then you called me at that specific time. I didn't call you. So I don't know. Does it work? Hi. And so by being a part of the product, it just, it helps not only overcome objections, uh, which I really don't like to do. What I like yeah. to do is address them before they ever come up. And so by, by doing this now for, you know, being in sales for 20 years, being on my own for 10, um, being a product of the product just really helps. And so yeah. 
you know, after serving the Air Force and traveling the country, traveling the, the, the world, actually, mm-hmm. um, it just gave me a different perspective on, on how to do things and what really matters and what's important. And, yeah, and, uh, I, you know, I, I, got I love that. Specifically to be paid according to my production, <laughs> right? Not just based on my, on my time and service. And so sales was the best way to get paid what I was worth. And that's what mm-hmm. I've been doing for 20 years. Yeah, you know, I love that. I think that there's about three really cool things that you said. And one of them is, I seriously, I mean, it's the name of the show, Extreme Exposure, The Power of Personality Marketing. I loved when you said that you are the product. You're a product of the product. But the other thing I really liked is the fact that you are, you are out there. You make a lot of videos. Um, I knew about you long before I met you. I was fortunate enough to meet you at a conference. Um, so I think that's really important that people know that they have to get out there nowadays. It does work because people get to vibe with you and they get to understand who you are, right? And the other cool thing that you need to know, Wes Schaefer, is that Zig Ziglar and I share the same birthday. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I want to That's know. why I like you. See, there was yeah, something deep I down. Know. I know it. I know. Um, the thing I wanted to kind of, I was going to ask you this a little bit later, but you kind of circled on it now. And maybe we'll just start there. Was those um, objections, common uh, pushback, rejections, things that you have to overcome, right? And you said you like to address them up front. How do you know what they are and how do you do that? Well, every business is the same in that it's a human being selling to another human being. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's only a handful of objections in any industry that can ever come up. And yeah, oh. they, a, a couple may be kind of unique, but look, at the end of the day, they're going to talk about price. They're going to talk about terms. They're going to talk about maybe compatibility with their existing, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to talk about, you know, time, to implement or time to achieve a, a return on investment. Mm-hmm. Um, so every business is going to have those types of objections. And then whatever yours is, you may have a couple of unique ones, uh, but yeah. you know what they are, right? If you've been in business for more than a couple of months, you've been hit with, confronted with every objection you're ever going to get in your industry. Mm-hmm. Okay, so write them down and prepare for them. So just like in sports, you know, you teams scout their opponents, right? They'll yeah. literally send coaches and go watch the games, and they'll say, tell us if you see any weaknesses. And the weakness is usually uh, a tendency, like in poker, right? Does somebody have a tell? You know, mm-hmm. in, in the James Bond movie, um, <laughs> oh, was it Quantum Solace? Um, uh, uh, Casino Royale, right? he's playing against the bad guy, and the bad guy would kind of like scratch his eye when he was when he was bluffing. Ah. James Bond figured it out, right? So that was his weakness. And so prospects will ask the same question, but what happens is most salespeople don't realize that they're inviting objections to come up. And the classic example is if I were to say, hey, Jackie, you know, mm-hmm. my sales training is normally $2,000. Right. What did, I just, what did I just invite you to come back with? $2,000. Or an objection. Yeah, kind of, but, <laughs> but I, I don't want to give you $2,000. Well, yeah, but I said the word normally. 
Normally. Okay. So you're, you, okay. I got this. I really do. You've set up an <laughs> expectation that I'm going to get a deal. There you go. Yeah. And See, what I knew happens I'd get it. is, okay, <laughs> words mean things, but people don't know it. And that's their tell. People get, salespeople get uncomfortable talking about money and it's the craziest thing ever. But when you understand our culture, you'll realize it's not so crazy. We are not comfortable discussing money. When we're raised and growing up, like, did you know how much money your mom and dad made or how much your house payment was or how much your car payments were? Did, did your household talk about money? No, not at all. Okay. Most households didn't. I mean, even to yeah. this day when somebody's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get the bill, they'll, they'll, grab the, they'll grab the bill and sign the receipt and turn it upside down. They, they, we don't talk about money. But then you get into sales and you have to talk about money. <laughs> so it makes people and, uncomfortable. And uncomfortable. So it naturally, right? Yeah. One of the taboos that we still have going out there. So that's really interesting. So a lot of these salespeople, they come in here, they give their tells. Nobody wants to buy from somebody who's not confident and who, like you said earlier, that sense of confidence is really what helps drive the sale. So if you're nervous, you're scratching your eye. How do people, how would a good salesperson get past the nerves, I guess? Um, well, and, you know, speaking of Zig Ziglar, the, about the only time I've ever disagreed with him is in his, what he calls be, do, have. And I think mm-hmm. it's do, I think it's do, then become, then have. And what that means is do what professional salespeople do. And in time, you'll become a professional salesperson, and then you'll have what professional salespeople have. Mm-hmm. So um, you have to jump in and do it. But you have to know what it is that professional salespeople do. And the fastest way to get good, the fastest way to get great, is to work with somebody, record yourself, have somebody else evaluate it. Yeah, 100% agree. When I went to uh, a a speaking course, it was a two-day event, and we had to get up and give a talk, and they filmed us. And Mm -hmm. they then gave us, it was old VCR tape, Right, we had a little cubicle we could go into privately and watch ourselves. And, man, was that humbling. And I yeah. did the same thing in golf when I was getting serious about golf. Yeah. I went and took a lesson with a guy that he filmed you. And you only took about five swings in this one-hour golf lesson. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the first one maybe 30 minutes. But it took about five swings, and he had a camera that filmed from the top, from the front, and from behind. And so yeah. for the next, you know, 25 minutes we analyzed the swing from every yeah. angle and then I could see what was happening. And then when I got serious about sales training, I hired a coach. He mm-hmm. had me buy a device and this was back in 2005, 2006. And, uh, I bought a device that would record our conversations. And hmm. so same thing. I, as little as two, two calls, right? He would listen and he, he'd break it down so thoroughly Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just, I knew what I had to do after that point. And, yeah. Uh, so you got to record yourself. You got to have somebody else. And if you can't record yourself, then sit there where somebody can listen in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sit there with a coach, a manager, and if it has to be a coworker, that's fine. Yeah. You know, but it has to be somebody that knows what's going on. And worst case, it could be even just, you know, a spouse or a friend that at least can listen. 
and yeah. give you some honest feedback. That's how you're As really long as it's honest, yourself. right? You don't want to have somebody who's going, right. oh, you're just great. Because if I did this in front of my mother, for sure, I would think I was awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I think it has to be objective, yeah, right? Say, honey, yeah. you're so sweet. You're oh, so you're good. So smart. Everything you, you do is good. Stuff you were talking about. And it's like, yeah. mom, you're yeah. missing the point. Exactly. You know, even I do a lot of yoga. I love it. And they have mirrors there. And when they they have the teacher who comes and moves your body because you think it's in a certain place and you think you're doing something, but the mirrors and the teacher there, you go, you know what, this tiny adjustment is causing me a lot more benefits. And sometimes having that outside perspective, this is what I'm hearing from you, is that that's what gives you that that tweak and gives you that exponential growth. Because you've, I mean, you've helped a lot of entrepreneurs and they've done um I mean, some people even called it nearly miraculous growth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nah. a lot of people, a lot of people with these tweaks. Um, do you think that uh, every successful salesperson does things like that? Like gets a coach and practices and breaks things down? I think any successful person in any endeavor. Yeah. You know, whether you're whether you're playing basketball or golf or. You're in entrepreneurship. I mean, you, you see, I mean, going back to Napoleon Hill in those days with, uh, you know, masterminds. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, great, together. Yeah. Great people, you know, that have big goals surround themselves with smart people. Yeah, I love that. So, a person who's selling, because I know you do selling both kind of live, like you talk to people, but you are also really good at selling online. And that's a big thing for people right now is that online selling. How do you, is there a difference in the strategies there? Is it like, what's the difference between those two things? Uh, They're similar, but different. Okay. I I do believe, like I said, marketing is just selling in print. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think the best marketers have a sales background because you, you have to enter the conversation going on in the mind of the prospect. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that goes back decades to Robert Collier. And so, and when you do it in print though, when you do it online, you're not getting that feedback. Okay. If, if I'm even being with you on the phone, I can detect if you're silent for a long time, if mm-hmm. you're talking rapidly, if you have a lot of questions, if you're confused, and so based on your feedback, even on the phone, I can adjust how I engage with you. Mm-hmm. And being in person, it's even more powerful. I can see, are you confident? Are you fidgety? Are you rolling your eyes? You know, are you looking around, not making eye contact? Are you staring me down? And mm-hmm. so I can adjust. So you have to think through that ahead of time when you create your online content. Mm-hmm. Right? And so... You still have to address all of those fears, uncertainties, doubts, concerns, uh, but you have to do it ahead of time, and you have to do it, ideally, multimedia, because okay. people are going to log in, and they're going to want to see, maybe they want to read a long letter, maybe they want to see a video, okay? mm-hmm. maybe they want to see a lot of graphics that, that kind of walk them through, almost in a comic book fashion, step by step. Mm-hmm. You have to... But again, ultimately, you have to know who's coming to your site. Mm-hmm. You have to know what it is you're selling and who it benefits. Okay, not just the features. You have to know who benefits from it and why. Mm-hmm. And you have to make that easy and, and apparent. Right? You have to make it obvious. That yeah. That's what they're going to get from you to keep them engaged. You know, yeah. but you, because it's, it's remote, because it's, 
asynchronous, right? You could be viewing my site at, at midnight on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I have to think through that, and I have to think through what they, they call the call to action. Okay, when you and I meet in person, I can look at you and say, you know, Jackie, how would you like to proceed? Or, Jackie, are you ready to order? You know, Jackie, mm-hmm. here's the paperwork if you're ready to get started. You know, right. whereas online, there's nothing compelling you. Okay, yeah. there, there could be a cat video that pops up right <laughs> in the middle of this and you're gone. Right. right. So I have to think through that and say, what is that clear call to action, that compelling call to action that's going mm-hmm. to make you opt in or click the buy now button and finish that transaction. So you just got to think through that ahead of time. And um, the, it's harder than doing it mm-hmm. in person. But the nice thing is once you get it right, it's infinitely repeatable and scalable. So it, that makes it worth the effort. Oh, I love that. Do you have a specific process that you go through when you're trying to plot out, um, to go to, to think that out? Do you have a process that you use? Um. Yes and no. I mean, I've, I've done it for so long, um, but the ultimately, it's exactly what I said. It's When I'm doing it for myself, you have to start with who first. Mm-hmm. Who am I going after? Okay. Uh, you create your personas, right? Who is this individual? Is it, is it an 18 to 25-year-old male? Is it, you know, 35 to 50-year-old married female? Is it, uh, you know, a 40 to 60-year-old millionaire. I mean, so you got you to think through who you're going after because each of those different demographics are going to have different fears and concerns and ambitions. And so mm-hmm. you start with who, and then you have to be very clear, very detailed about the benefits. So, you know, I spend a lot of time jotting down what are the benefits of this offering. And mm-hmm. so, and if you don't have compelling benefits, don't go sell something, right? Don't go market. Yeah. So yeah. you've got to get clear on those two things first. And once you know who and you know why, then the marketing and the writing, at least for me, tends to take on a life of its own. Yeah. Uh, but it's that investment. It becomes a lot more easy. At a time. Yeah, if you do. But that's a lot of prep work up front, and it's hard. Yeah. No, I get you. Um We're going to take a really short break right now. And when we come back, maybe you'll give us some more ninja tips on how to break through some of these barriers. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. Do you find yourself working tirelessly to keep your business going? Are you finding out that you don't have time for family, friends, any kind of personal life whatsoever? It's time to stop feeling trapped by your business. Tune in to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. You'll hear from guests that will help you work on your business instead of constantly in your business and get your life back while the business keeps running and humming. Reclaim Your Freedom airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. 
Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M. at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. Welcome back. I'm here with Wes Schaefer, the sales whisperer. And Wes was just talking about the difference between selling online versus selling in person. And I really liked what you were talking about uh, with planning out the process, getting into the minds of your prospects, and really knowing who they are, and then doing all of that writing up front. I liked what you were saying about that because you said that it can become completely leverageable. Um, At the beginning of the show, you kind of uh, mentioned a few different tools that you were using, and then you mentioned things like drip campaigns. I know that that's really important for online selling, but can you tell, you know, maybe for people who aren't familiar with that, just walk them through what a drip campaign is. You said Infusionsoft, HubSpot. Tell us a little bit about how that fits into your online sales process. I have no idea what you're talking about. I do underwater basket weaving. Is this the show? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, okay, we got to switch the channel here. We have, uh, we need to get Wes Schaefer back on. <laughs> um, yeah, we need him. <laughs> so, Every household name from Henry Ford to Steve Jobs to even Michael Dell are household names because they created processes and systems for bringing their, their system, their invention to the marketplace, right? Henry Ford did not invent the automobile, right? The automobile had been around for decades. Uh, mm-hmm. There were hundreds of car manufacturers back in the day. He created a way to make the automobile faster and and also do it more efficiently, which brought down the cost, made it affordable. Okay, and if you ever watch shows like How It's Made and things like that, like my kids love that, but it's it's amazing to see how intricate it is to make a paper clip. Yeah. Okay? And so when you see what it takes to make a paper clip, and then, okay, um, I'm going to need a bit of uh, some processes and some tools and some automation in my own business. I tell people, Look at whatever you do two or three times a day or four or five times a week and figure out some type of process and hopefully, preferably, a a way to automate that process. So that Mm -hmm. way you're not always doing everything from scratch. And so in business, you know, the number one thing a a business owner needs to do is market their business. And so Mm -hmm. when you market your business, the goal is obviously to generate a lead. You don't want somebody to just visit your website or do some window shopping. You want them to opt in somehow. Okay, right. sign up for our newsletter. Sign up for our, you know, birthday, uh, you know, free cupcake on your birthday club, whatever. <laughs> Something, you know, 
and and you have to you have to get creative because people are more discerning now. So maybe it's a it's a tools and resources guide. Maybe it's a free report. You know, seven ways mm-hmm. to grow your marketing. Or a chiropractor could have you know three things you could do uh, while at work to ease back pain without medication or surgery. Okay, things like that. Mm-hmm. You get people to opt in, and then ideally you get more information than just their email. Uh, in an ideal world, mm. you get their cell phones, you can text them, you get their physical address. Uh, so oh, wow. you can mail them, mail them a postcard, mail them a book that you wrote or a guide. Uh, I, I took a picture actually just this morning. It's sitting here on my desk. Uh, a guy <laughs> sent me this thing. I'll give him a little plug. The Perfect Day Formula, Craig Valentine. Hey, he mm-hmm. said, just found your awesome podcast through LinkedIn. Take a look at my perfect formula book and kit. So he sends me this out of the blue. Yeah. Okay, so now just, I'm looking this guy up. I'm friending him on, on LinkedIn. I'm reading about him, giving him a plug on your international radio show. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he took the time to send me something physical. And this costs money, right? The mailing cost. This thing's yeah. a big, heavy package. It's, it's now you can hear the thud. Boom. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Sound so effects. you want to get... You want to get more information from people so you can read. You, your follow-up needs to be multimedia, multi-touch. So people yeah. will say, hey, I'm looking for a CRM. And I say, CRMs are dead. Okay? Really? That's why yeah. Salesforce, that's why Salesforce.com, the 800-pound gorilla of the CRM, of the hosted CRM, right, the software as a service, SaaS, they're the 800-pound gorilla. But two and a half years ago, they spent $2.7 billion and bought Exact Target. It was an email mm-hmm. company. And Exact Target had purchased already a company called Pardot, which is a workflow automation company. Mm-hmm. So even the 800-pound gorilla knows that the standalone CRM is worthless. Yeah. You need, yeah. You need automation to make that work. And so that's, that's what I do and have done for eight years is helping business owners figure out the right tool. And then, well, first figure out the right processes for their business, then mm-hmm. documenting them, then finding the right software and tools uh, to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of people and they, they think I'm going to go and make a, a post on Facebook or I'm going to uh, put this on this free ebook on my website. And they're amazed that nothing's really happening because that's only an, a single entry point. And I have a really interesting example of what's currently actually happening for me right now. And I started a passion project I'm totally stoked about. And it's a behaving boldly 30 day challenge. And I've put it out there and I have some Facebook ads running and have, you know, a few little things. But it is because I'm really excited about putting the content together and putting it out there and giving a lot of stuff. It's like a huge, thick, big thing that I'm doing for 30 days. I'm seeing people respond back. And when you see that responding back, then you can see that your sales process is beginning to work, right? Um, because I know you do a lot of that and that multimedia. So, so that's what I'm kind of trying to get around to. You do a lot of things like you do webinars. You have your own podcast. I see you on Facebook doing videos all the time. You do a ton of stuff. How do you keep your content so fresh? You know, because you've got to produce. You're producing all the time. We do. Yeah. Uh, and it can be hard. Um, mm-hmm. You have to be curious, right? You have to be a, a student of human nature. Uh, you have to be constantly looking for ways to grow. Um, uh, doing interviews of people helps with, um, with my podcast. So that way, you know, now I'm just, uh, I have to just find interesting people. Mm-hmm. Right? So that, that helps on the content side. I don't have to create all of it. 
right. but I am writing I am writing blogs and making videos and you know I like right now this this guy you know Craig that sends me this I'm, I'm taking pictures of this I'm going to talk <laughs> about it I'm going to write about it you know so yeah. this could give me content for a lot of stuff so once you kind of get in the zone once you get in the habit of doing this on a regular basis and, and writing it down and saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to produce X amount of content. You know, every morning from six to seven, I'm going to write or every mm-hmm. night from nine to 10 when it's quiet in the house, I'm going to write, you know, and, and just have that as your goal. You know, my, it's on my calendar. I'm doing my podcast on Mondays, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I'm reading in the mornings and uh, I have blocks of time every day of the week you know, for working on my business instead of in my business. So you just yeah. have to you have to stick to that. Make an appointment with yourself, right, and keep it. Uh, yeah. And then and it's hard at first, but it, it'll grow. It'll happen. So you so that's kind of like you you set this up. You know, you're going to do all of these different pieces and build this content. Um, are you saying it's just kind of a matter of working out like a muscle? You just practice. How do you get motivated? Because you're motivated. Not everybody's motivated to do that. How would you, well, is that just, is that then, just a thing? And that's why, that's why there's corporate jobs and cubicles and <laughs> van pools. Okay. okay. Fair enough. I you mean, want success, honest, you get your honestly, ass motivated. Uh, you, you do. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all I can say about that. I love that. I love that so much. You like, um, like Forrest Gump, and that's, I guess that's all I have to say about that's that. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I love it. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head, too. And I know this, you know, you could be creating something, and if you're dreading it, maybe that's not the thing you should be creating. If you're putting something out there and you're passionate about it, one of the things I like about watching your material is it's not always, it's not salesy. It's not even about sales a lot of times. You talk about this, you give tips, but you also put your own personality in it. You know where you stand on on issues. Is that something that you do just because you like to, or does that help your business in general? Uh, Both. I think now things are so transparent, right? You can find out anything about anybody. Uh, And so, because people, they'll tell me, well, should you put your personal life out there? Should you include that, mention that? Should you talk about uh, sex, race, religion, politics, whatever. And, and, you know, to each their own, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people can't maybe in their business. Maybe it's not conducive uh, to speak about some of those things. But if, if you are your business, Right. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, magnets attract the same degree that they repel. Hmm. Okay. So if you, yeah. you, know, you try to get two north ends of a magnet, try to push them together, they won't go together. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> as soon as you let go, they're, they're spinning off. Right? Yeah. Uh, and so if you're going to have, if you're going to be that really, really strong magnet and really create a strong attraction in the marketplace, you will repel some people. Mm-hmm. Okay, the example I always give is Howard Stern and Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, and Wes Schaefer. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But I do want to bring it yeah, back because you have some controversial stuff too. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And so now, now those guys, and they, they both admit, they are for entertainment purposes mainly. You yeah. know, and Rush, even though he does a lot in in politics, he has always said he's an entertainer first. Mm-hmm. And so, but they know their audiences. 
Okay? Yeah. They, they don't water down their message. They don't water down uh, what they're doing. You know, and Howard Stern even called me, you know, a shock jock. Right <laughs> now, he's a little bit different because of what, of his pure entertainment side of things. But, you know, the point is they, they don't water down what, what they are, who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes they'll, even those guys will cross the line uh, and they still run with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, I think that, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I think I was going to say, um, it's funny, I'm actually just putting a warning out to the people who are listening to this right now. If you do start to follow Wes, which I think you should, because he does a lot of funny posts, but do know this, he has seven children and he exploits them for his own gain. He has these adorable <laughs> children and he posts them in his business stuff, and I've seen this happen. <laughs> but I actually and, really and dig right that. now I have them in a very hot garage, unair-conditioned, uh, sewing my, my logo on shirts. Nice, so, I mean, I, that's I'll exploit how you do them it. like crazy. That's why you have that many kids. So you've got all of your roles. It's really about delegating, and I like that about U.S. You had all these kids. Now you have your your team. <laughs> it's good pay for, for you, but no. I like that. I think it's really important that people put their personality and stuff. And even I think, I mean, you have to be careful with positioning. You know, you, you really do, but... Right. For the most part, you want to live an ethical life anyways. But people who are in corporate jobs still need to have, they're still out there too. They still have LinkedIn profiles and Facebook things. And, and they're still people, right? You said, what did you say? At the end of the day, it's just a human being selling to a human being, no matter how big the company is, right? Exactly. So. I mean, I, you know, I've done seven-figure deals with Google, uh, six-figure consulting, high six-figure consulting deals with Dell. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it wasn't Dell writing a check to the sales whisperer. You know, yeah. it was John signing that check to Wes Schaefer, you know, the sales whisperer. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a very, uh, you know, human-to-human uh, relationship and, and action that had to take place to mm-hmm. get that deal done. You know, yeah. so no, it's, you don't take a person, it's just business. I'm like, BS. I do <laughs> yeah, I agree. Is, you know, my business is me, and... Yeah, even when I was in corporate America, I took it personally. You know, it's like, especially if they lied, you know, because mm-hmm. I understand sometimes I'd lose a deal. And even then, you know, hey, I, I didn't like it. Yeah, because okay? you're people, people and somebody lied to you. Bastards. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, I get that. I think you got to have that kind of pride in your work and in your, yeah. uh, in your effort and your results um, if you're going to do anything of any significance. Yeah. Now, I know that you work with a lot of women. I do know that. But I know that you're edgy and that you have a lot of fun and you like to make jokes and you have uh, something called Market Like a Man. Now, what is that and what the heck, Wes? You got a problem with that? I don't have a problem with that per se. I'm going <laughs> to wait and hold my judgment till after I hear what you have to say. <laughs> well... You know, a couple of things. That, that's kind of my example of Howard Stern and Rush Limbaugh, right? That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a bit of a litmus test. And over the last couple of years, I've only had really a handful of women ever uh, get offended by it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so funny because uh, I don't have the time and luxury in life to get offended at anything. You yeah. know, the, the being offended, right? That's, that's your choice, how right. you want to react to something. But when you, when you really take the time to look at that, that slogan, that tagline, you know, market like a man. Mm-hmm. Does it say 
market like a man because only a man knows how to market? Or does nope. it say market like a man because men market better than women? No. Nope. You know, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. And also, I'm a man. I'm not a woman. <laughs> so I market like me who happens to be a man. And yeah. so, but again, going back to being a product of the product, I am not afraid of a little bit of dust up that may occur from a few people that I don't want to work with anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. In sales, hearing no does not mean you lost. Okay. Especially if you hear it early. Mm-hmm. So if I can get no early, that's a win. Okay. Yeah. I'd rather not even talk to you than if you're not right for me, then get on the phone, fly up and see you, do a, do a detailed uh, quote, proposal, and analysis, and then hear a month later, six months later, after I spend you know, $10,000 trying to win the sale, and then hear no. Okay, that's a loss. Mm-hmm. That's a fail. <laughs> yeah. so, no, you wanted to hear that earlier. Marketing yeah. or whatever, you know, if, if, that can, if that can disqualify prospects, early, mm-hmm. and that just frees me up to spend more time with people that I'm going to get along with. Right, yeah. I heard um, there's the, the mantra, it's yes, no, next, right? You want to make sure you're getting to these answers quick in the process. And um, I think people, if they can think of that mantra, it really does help going back to those fears. It stops them from getting like, oh, I'm being rejected because somebody says no to me and we don't want to hear that. But yes, no, right. next. I know for me, it's really helped anyways where I went, okay, good. A no is a success. A yes is a success. And maybes will kill you, right? You've heard that, I'm yeah, sure. <laughs> maybes. Yeah. And I, I call it the four, the four SWs. Some will, some won't. So what? Someone's waiting. Ah, oh, I love that. Some will, for us is some will, some won't. Yep. And what, yep. say that again. I loved it. Some will. Some will, some won't. So what? Someone's waiting. Ah, oh, I love that mantra. You know what? That is an awesome tip right there because I know that it's a lot of uh, the rejection, the fear. That's a mindset thing. And when that, that feels like a tool. Right. So I thank you for that one. Some will, You're some welcome. won't. So what? Someone will. I love it. We're going to skip oh, off no, to one someone's more. Someone's waiting. Well, you, yeah, you can someone's say waiting. someone will. Okay, so let's make it the five. The five okay. SW. Some will, some won't. So what? Some some will. Let's say someone's waiting or some will, someone's waiting. How about that? Some will, someone's waiting. I love that. Okay, we got some S's and we're going to be right back after this commercial to talk to Wes Schaefer some more. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to Insights and Strategies with Barbara Lang. 
for a look into the issues that matter to you, such as economic growth and stability, quality education, strong neighborhoods, and accountable leadership. We'll also highlight leadership today how it can be strengthened, and how it impacts your community. Insights and Strategies is heard live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M. at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. So welcome back, and we're talking to Wes Schaefer. And um, Wes, I know that you've had a ton of success. You've had you've worked with big companies like Google, but has there ever been a time that you thought, "Man, I wish I knew then what I know now"? Or have you ever had any kind of bung ups or things that you really wish you could share or redo or give that lesson to other people? Um, no, no, I've uh, pretty much won every deal. Yay! So there you go. Work with Wes Schaefer and you're going to win every deal. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, there's so many. I, I remember when my, my very first job, right out of the Air Force, I was a stockbroker in Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> and I, I got started in September. We went to a couple of weeks of training at their headquarters in Memphis. I come back. It's, you know, it's October time frame. And it's football season, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But I've got a wife. I've got, we've got a young son. We've got another one on the way. Uh, and it's like, I've got to make some money. So I mm-hmm. go in on a Saturday morning to make cold calls. Well, it's football season. And, you know, in the SEC, uh, football is life. And, man, mm-hmm. I got yelled at like a couple calls in a row. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> call me when the game is on. Right? Oh, like, no. I didn't care about any game. Right? I've got to make money. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going home because making cold calls in South Alabama uh, when the game's on is not very efficient. Um, so lesson but, is know, do it at halftime, right? Lesson learned. Yeah, really. Make the calls I mean, at halftime. <laughs> so you do have to be aware of what's going on yeah. um, and, and things like that. And that's why, you know, one of my recommendations is always to, to bunch or, or batch your efforts. So just like the grocery store, you know, you – you don't go to one store for eggs and go across town for milk and go across town again for vegetables. You know, the grocery store makes it convenient. Everything's in one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I'm prospecting, um, I, would, I would do it at a set time, you know, for an hour or two hours, whatever. Uh, and when, when I was in technology sales, I covered um, specific industries, whether it's healthcare or manufacturing or government. And, and I had all of those. 
uh, at one point. Sometimes they overlapped, but if if I was calling on one area, I would call all hospitals, you know. So, like, I was living mm-hmm. in Austin at one point, and I was traveling to the West Coast. Well, I would call into L.A., all the hospitals, and try to get an appointment. As soon as I got one appointment, then I would call all the nearby hospitals, and I could name drop. You know, mm-hmm. basically, I, I could, you know, if I'm going to your neighbor's house, you know, I could call you and say, hey, you know, um, Jackie, I'm going to be next door at Amy's house, you know, at 10 a.m., and, you know, would it be all right if I stop by when I'm done around 11? Well, just mm-hmm. the fact that I'm in the area, that I know somebody, and I name drop, but that happens, it works in business as well, okay? Mm-hmm. I, you could call Detroit, right, and say, hey, Chrysler, you know, I'm going to be with Ford in the morning. Uh, I could swing by in the afternoon, and at a minimum, you know, they're going to be curious about, hey, what do you, what's our competition of? Yeah, come I love that. That's such a good idea. You know, so, so I learned to, to batch my calls, so to set mm. times and to set industries. And the other thing is you start to pick up little, little nuggets. Uh, and one, one in particular, I was calling into healthcare, and they were like, you know, no, Jackie is out at the HIMSS conference. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the heck's him? So I do a quick research, and it's this uh, it's healthcare information managers system security or something like that. I forget now. But, it's, mm-hmm. but I was calling into IT, into the IT people. So it was an IT um, conference or group, kind of like a chamber of commerce in a way, but it's for IT professionals in the healthcare industry. So mm-hmm. then, then I, I said, okay, I make a little note, and I call the next hospital, and then I get you know, your friend, uh, Jamie at the next hospital and Jamie answers the phone and I'm like, Hey, Jamie, you know, you're not at the hymns conference today. So now I sound like an insider. Uh, okay. When in reality, I just yeah. learned about hymns three, three minutes ago. <laughs> no, I love that. It's doing your homework, right? It's collecting that data and using it. I Nothing bugs me more when, you know, because I'm in the event space, I do events, and people will come up to me or they'll phone me up and they'll say, we should, uh, you know, maybe partner up and, and do an event. And I'm like, oh, you know, what did you have in mind? What did you see? And they're like, I don't know. What do you do? I just, I know you do that. You know, there's no homework. And when you approach somebody without homework, it's oh. seriously off-putting, right? Seriously off-putting. Oh yeah, I, I get I get requ- I have a request right now. Somebody, like, you know, we're friends on Facebook, but like that's the extent of our relationship. Uh, and I get a message, hey, you know, we should talk. Let's see how we can work together. Same thing. And I'm like, yeah. Last yeah. week I was on vacation. I am on vacation. She messaged me this morning. Hey, how about later this week? And I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think I'm going to respond. I mean, I, I don't need <laughs> I know, to do just sit there and fish and hang out with somebody. Let's figure out how to work together. No, I yeah. got, got other do things I got to do. A hundred percent. So I have a question right now that I think a lot of people wonder, and you said the word, so I'll ask you, is cold calling dead? Because you hear that all the time. Is that dead? Uh, it's not dead. The, the traditional, you know, pick up the phone book and just call any random person and try to sell them insurance. Yeah, that's dead. <laughs> um, but Especially if you don't in sell business, insurance, then that's just weird. Yeah, uh, and uh, that's really tough. Um, <laughs> yeah. But in, biz- in business to business, you know, I forget who said it, but, you know, they call it gold calls. Mm. Uh, because nowadays, and again, for, you, can, you can quickly see who's doing what, what their background is, uh, with all the tools that are available between Yelp and LinkedIn and Twitter, uh, and just their own About Us page. In, mm-hmm. in three to five minutes, you, 
you'll know is some where'd somebody go to college? Do they have a favorite charity? Do they have a family? Are they social yeah. media savvy? Are they active online? You know, LinkedIn people will put all types of stuff. Have they have they published papers or books? Do they have a podcast? And so mm-hmm. now, when you make that call, okay. They, they may not be expecting your call, so I think a lot of people call that a cold call. But mm-hmm. if you do a little bit of research. Mm. Uh, you cold know, calls I, I'm to gold a, calls. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking with a lady right now, and she's a prospect, an attorney, and she went to Pepperdine. Well, my good friend here in town went to Pepperdine. So mm-hmm. I immediately threw that out there, and it softened her up. Uh, and. You know, and that's, you got to be careful with that. The old school sales training is like, you know, find that common ground and, and run with it. You know, see if they like fishing or whatever, talk about fishing. But the reality <laughs> is busy people uh, and decision makers, powerful people, don't want a lot of idle chit-chat. Okay? Yeah. But still, if you can find a little bit of common ground, uh, it never hurts. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's why I say the traditional pure blind cold call uh, is that is dead, but you still have to pick up the phone and call strangers, especially mm-hmm. in business. Okay, but it, it can be much warmer, and it should be much warmer today. If you make a truly cold call blind with no information nowadays, business to business, yeah. you're an idiot, and yeah. you'll soon be out of out of sales. You will be. Well, I think because I know you and I've seen your work and stuff. You're you. Do your homework, but you also actually make connections with people. And I think that comes, what I observe anyways, is that comes because you actually are curious about the world and about other people. Is that something, is that true? Or how do you make such good connections? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I do like people. I am curious. I do have a lot of interests. Um, I, you know, I'm eclectic in my music collections. I'm eclectic in my drinking uh, you know, I like a little bit of everything. I, I like all sports. I do like some more than others. But the fact that, you know, seeing a professional compete in anything I like so I can talk about uh, soccer or, you know, American football or baseball or even cricket or NASCAR and talk about whiskey or scotch or vodka or craft beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just um, – and what I've just learned is – it's, I'd rather be interested than interesting. Mm, okay. Yeah, I and and I, I'm happy to have somebody else do the talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's kind of crazy, right? Being in this space. I mean, again, you have to be a part of the product. The number one job of a business owner is to market themselves. So being on interviews and things like this helps me market. But you know what? Yeah. I'm just as happy going to a cabin up in Utah like we did last week with a population of 250 people. Uh, and I can read a book for five straight days, you know? I mean, yeah. so I'm, I'm happy in that world as well. So, you know, great salespeople are very well put together human beings. Uh, they have yeah. a lot of empathy. Uh, they're happy to let the other person do the talking. Uh, just like Zig Ziglar said, right? You can get whatever you want if you help enough people get what they want. And so mm-hmm. in order to make that happen, you have to listen. So yeah. you got you to listen. You got to ask better questions so you know what it is they want. And then yeah. if you can provide it, if you can scratch that itch, they'll pay you for it. Yeah. And everybody wins. And so that's, that's just my approach. Ah, you saw, you've said so many good things. I've been making some notes because these are 
100% gems. So I really, I'm going to go over them and then I want to ask you how people can go about working with you and what your process is because there's a lot here. I mean, you told us that uh, what people don't know, they fear these objections, but they're always the same objections. So know what they are, get inside of the heads of your prospects, know who those prospects are. Um, I really liked when you were talking about most salespeople are inviting those objections in by not owning it and putting their personality and their confidence in there. So learn those tells. Um, I loved the do become have. So do what professional salespeople do. You'll become a professional salesperson and you'll have that. So the the bottom line is, you know, work with a mentor, get some outside perspective on that, uh, record and evaluate your stuff. Um, I liked the one where you were saying that you take your processes that you do all the time, that you do repeatedly and get those automated, uh, become a student of human nature. I really liked about content when you were talking about do the win-win, like interview other people and help them get successful, um, bunch your efforts together, do your homework and put that mantra in your head, those S's that we liked so much. What are they again? Can you say those ones for me? Oh, some will, some won't. So what? Someone's waiting. Love it. That's awesome. Um, Cold calling (laughs) is gold calling by doing your homework. And I like the idea of the social proof. So if you're, if you know something about somebody else, you know, let that drop, you know, mindfully and be more interested than interesting. I love that. Did I sum up all of the gems that you gave us? Because that's pretty amazing. Wow. You were taking notes. Yeah, I think these are great. This is really helpful because people have such good products and services and they need to get out there, but then they just fall flat without that call to action. So what you're doing is awesome and important, and I like that. And how do you go about doing this? I know that you work with people in a bunch of different ways. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, man, yes. <laughs> I've got a few things, few things going on. I've got the MakeEverySale.com. That's my new membership course. Um, we get lifetime access and then access to our private, uh, Facebook group for real time interaction. And, um, otherwise just visit the sales com, <laughs> And yep. from there you can see everything. I've got a little quiz you can take. If you're wondering which CRM to buy, I've got a lot of resources, the 40 ways to profit from your email marketing system. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you once had one time you had something and I really like this. It was, uh, I don't know if you still have it, but, uh, you downloaded a sales script, which I dug. I thought that, that was really cool. Do you still have something like that? Oh, I do. So that is the sales Yeah, that's very cool. So, uh, there's yep. a lot of things. So the sales whisperer, and I know you also have a podcast. That's really interesting. Tell us quickly. Tell us about that. Yeah, just published the uh, 198th episode this week. So it's thesalespodcast.com. Wow. So you can podcast. subscribe there and um, to just interview really cool, interesting people and help you sell Mo Better. Mo Better. I love that. <laughs> I think what you're doing is awesome. And I think that people should definitely go and check all of that out. Um, what's your favorite sport before you go? Tell us your favorite sport because you said you like a lot. Uh, I love college football. College football? What about hockey? Favorite hockey team? <laughs> you know, I I never ho- followed hockey that much until actually my, my friend that went to Pepperdine, he's from Chicago and lives here in Southern California, and they're big uh, Chicago Blackhawks fans. So uh, the last probably three years, I've watched them, and it's 
and it's more being around them. Like they get so excited, you know, and, oh. and uh, Kevin drinks gin and tonics and I sip a little whiskey and, and we just <laughs> watch the Blackhawks. That's kind of fun. Awesome. Wes, thank you so much for sharing today. This was really valuable. I think everyone out there is going to get a lot out of it. That's Wes Schaefer, The Sales Whisperer, thesaleswhisperer.com. And um, thank you so much. I can't wait to see you soon. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for joining us this week on Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. We're here live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your host, Jackie McClinigan, can't wait to bring you another show next week. 